Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit bitcoinbasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. For anyone listening, this episode is visually intensive, so visit bitcoinbasics.help for all our video platforms. We use TradingView, which is free to set up an account for all our charts. So check out our Bitcoin recommended products and services while you're at bitcoinbasics.help. Bitcoin Basics Podcast. I am your host, Ferris, flying solo today for this Bitcoin and Markets episode. We are looking at the week that was, the week that closed the 27th of June, 2021. In this episode, we're going to look at Bitcoin. So are we still in a bull market? Because uh, we did actually experience a death cross on the daily chart. So let's move over to the Bitcoin chart. So this one here, we're looking at a weekly chart. And last week, we identified some points of support at 35,000. If we broke below and closed below, it was a bit concerning. Uh, we look at that line here. 35 is above. So we've closed below that. We have closed at 34.24. Um, we're still a couple of hours away from closing, but it does not appear we're going to close above that. Uh, if we do potentially we could change our opinions on that um, but we do have a new swing low the low for last week was 28,600 and that is actually right on target of the low we experienced in January 2021 so we've revisited the low from five months ago and actually five months to the day you could argue, yeah, five months a day, we revisited the low. Um, so it was tested twice. So that means that if it gets tested again, so if we hit 28,000 again, it's likely to be broken. And the next point of support we're looking at on a swing basis on a weekly chart is below 20,000. Um, I would expect it to bounce off 20,000 a bit higher because it's just a nice big round number. So if people missed out on buying Bitcoin at 20 grand and they saw it go to 65, they're not going to miss that opportunity again. Bitcoin goes back to 20 grand. They go, this thing can triple in a few months. I want to get back in. So just a reminder here at um, Bitcoin Basics, we do recommend dollar cost averaging where essentially you just buy a little bit every week and you don't have to worry about this volatility. If you are a trader, then yeah, some orders above 20,000. Um, that's where I would be putting some orders that potentially in the next four or five weeks, maybe that could get hit. Um, now, this here is a 21 week moving average, this blue line here. I only really have it there for perspective. Um, gives me a big picture of where the market is. I don't trade off of it. I don't use it as a key level of support. But you can see here, this area here was bouncing up and down. This was a big consolidation zone from 2019, middle of 2019 to the end of 2020. That was a big consolidation zone. We had a really nice inverse head and shoulders. And that's when we broke out to the bull market. So we are trading below this line. Um, it is a lagging indicator. The line has not dipped down. Um, if you follow me before, it's very hard to say, not very hard to say, it's an opinion. I don't believe we are in a bear market because we are still well above the previous all-time highs of $20,000. Um, if we dip below twenty grand and start going down, then I'd say we're in a bear market. 
Did you know we provide a help desk at bitcoinbasics.help? Do you need help buying Bitcoin on an exchange or transferring your Satoshis to a Bitcoin wallet? Perhaps you need assistance with setting up a desktop, mobile or hardware wallet. Is your security hygiene up to date? We provide individual, one-on-one support regardless of your understanding of Bitcoin, size of investment or level of technical ability. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. But um, if you look at a logarithmic chart, then you know Bitcoin has always, uh, almost always been in a bull market. The only time it's been in a bear market is 2019, 2020. Um, sorry, uh, let me correct that. No, I think that's fair, actually. Yeah, technically, since its inception, Bitcoin has been in a bull market. So I'd be hard pressed to say on a logarithmic chart, we're anywhere near a bear market. Um, that's a logarithmic chart, chart, and you definitely don't trade logarithmic charts. It's you know it removes all that volatility is what it does. So if you're a trader, it is not a trade zone at the moment for Bitcoin. Um, if twenty, if we close above this swing high here at forty one thousand five hundred. 41,400 on Bitstamp. If we close above that, hold above that, then I'd say 28,000 was the swing low for this year. And then we can start talking about reaching all-time highs again. At this moment, um, path of least resistance is still down. So we had a nice bounce above 28. If we close below 28, I see us going lower, unfortunately. Um if we move over to a daily chart, so we had what's called the death cross. So that's when the 50 moving average, which is a yellow, crosses a 200 moving average, which is the green. In conventional markets, you would define this as a bear market. Um, I've argued before that in Bitcoin, I don't think you can really use this one because um, the reason they do 50 and 200 day is because you get about 200 trading days a year because most markets are open five days a week and they're closed on public holidays. Bitcoin is open seven days a week. Now this blue line here, I'll make it thicker, is a... So that blue line there is a 365 day moving average. So that's a year. So as you can see, we haven't closed below it. We actually bounced off of it. Um, I do not trade moving averages or off of them. Um, I don't use them for signals, but other people do. So when the market's doing something, it's worth paying attention to it. So conventionally, we are we do have a death cross. Uh, if you want to say, look at the average price of Bitcoin for the year, we are still above that blue line there. And... We have had death crosses before in Bitcoin, and it tends to basically be a lagging indicator, and that's showing, yep, we're towards the end of a bull market. So if we go here, so there you can see in 2018, um, we already went from $20,000 all the way down to 9000 So you lost more than 50% before this indicator said you were in a bear market. So not very useful at that stage. So it is a lagging indicator. The fact that it's, you know, I mean, we've already lost 50% and now it's telling you you're in a bear market. So if you're trading off of that, it's not very useful. 
If we look at the Bitcoin dominance chart, so last episode, two weeks ago, we said that potentially we bounced, or not potentially, we did bounce off this lower level here, 3872. Um, the other point of uh, that we could meet, the next lower low with 3524. We didn't get there, and we do actually have three weeks in a row of higher highs and higher lows. So this is actually looking healthy as far as the Bitcoin dominance goes. If we look at Ethereum versus Bitcoin, uh, previous episode we identified if we break below this level here, we're potentially retesting 0.055, which we actually did. Uh, so it did get to that point. So if you had a short order, Ethereum versus Bitcoin, you would have taken some profit here at this green line, 0.055. Um, I honestly was expecting the bounce to be a bit higher. I thought it would bounce and retest 0.06, but it hasn't. If we break below this green line, 0.055, the next point we'd be testing would be down here at 0.047. So it's looking a bit weak for Ethereum. Uh, again, if we zone out, everyone's talking about Ethereum USD, but Ethereum versus Bitcoin is nowhere near the highs that it used to be in 2017. So Bitcoin dominance is looking like, yep, Bitcoin is set to resurge. Um, the yeah, so this is Ethereum USD. So Ethereum USD hit all-time highs versus the dollar, but nowhere near it versus Bitcoin. So that just tells you where do you want to have your money? You want to have it in Bitcoin because um, holding Ethereum versus USD, yep, it's going strong, but versus Bitcoin, Bitcoin still appreciate versus Ethereum just by holding that position and not even trading it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Binance. So the reason we're looking at Binance is because it is in one of it is in the top five coin market cap index. Um yeah, we actually identified 183 as the next level um, to buy. So if we get there, that is around the $200 mark, would actually, I think, be a good buying opportunity for Binance. Again, we are not affiliated with them. We don't get paid or sponsored by them. But the way we look at Binance is you're basically buying tokens or shares in the company, and they are easily the largest exchange. And yeah, they're, they're one of the exchanges that we do at the moment, at time of recording, um, recommend here at Coin Compass. So Binance it would be worth buying if it gets to 200 again. This could be the low here at 222. Um, if we close above 350, then I'd say that was a low. We'd potentially be looking higher. All right, so we looked at Bitcoin dominance, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Binance, and the Bitcoin dominance index. So, index, excuse me. The other things I want to look at are gold, silver, and the US dollar. So, it was a very interesting week. So, the dollar. So, this is a larger landscape of the dollar. This is a weekly chart going all the way back to 1986. Um, so this would be when the DXY was launched because that's when the euro came out. And as you can see, it is in a secular macro downtrend in that it has had three, it's never gotten back to where it was launched. As soon as the euro was launched, the dollar went down. Um, big macroeconomic fundamentals there was, it was the end of the Soviet um, era. 
the end of the Cold War and we basically had a new world order, Francis Fukuyama, believing that um, we had eradicated war, collective security in the United Nations was working. Um, and then that all changed in 2001. 2001, we then saw a resurgence of the dollar, but it never went back to its all-time highs. Uh, financial crisis, same thing. Dollar bounced back, back up. Um, it was seen as a safe uh, safe trade. And since then we had the euro crisis, 2014-2015, when the dollar went up against the euro, especially. Uh, we had Brexit as well. So we've seen all these things that should be a strong dollar. Um, but we had a lot of domestic issues in the U.S., and yeah, we're just not really seeing a trade in the dollar. So if I switch this to a candle and we zoom in a bit, I am not seeing a good trade anywhere in the dollar here. Um, it's not even in a nice boundary. Like you'd look at that and you say, oh, potentially we're in a, a parallel channel here, but we're not. It's just messy. So we've only got, yeah, two lines, two contact points there and one down here. So it's, it's really just not in a tradable area. Um, we had a huge week uh, two weeks ago, just catapulted up. And that was especially versus a euro. Um, the Antipodes, the Australian Kiwi went down. Um, they're actually probably a bit more tradable, the Kiwi and the Aussie. Versus a dollar. I'm not going to look at those for today, though. Uh, if we look at gold, um, the macro backdrop for gold could not be better. With quantitative easing, honestly, gold should be doing very, very well. And we had a huge sell-off. Like, we you know, broke 1900. People were basically saying, this is looking great. We broke this you know, trend line here. And that was looking really good. But huge sell-off in gold. Um, silver actually looks better. So if you want to squint a little bit, you can see this um, ascending triangle in silver. So if we close above 28.29 for silver, then I see silver going to all-time highs much faster than gold. Um, there is a little pattern playing out here in silver, I think. But other than that, it is really choppy in the currency markets, incredibly volatile. It's even more volatile than the than Bitcoin which is not something you see every day. Or we did actually see that in 2018. I think 2018, you saw more um, volatility in the bond market than you did in um, Bitcoin. So what are we looking at? Essentially, we are looking at what we always recommend, just buying and holding Bitcoin. If you are a trader, um, I would be wary at these levels. Um, you know, A couple of weeks ago, we said, I see us bouncing around these key levels here. So I think we'd be bouncing in here. Ideally, what do you want to see? I would really like to see $20,000 revisited. Um, that's what I would like. I think if we drop down to twenty grand around that area, you're going to get a lot of buying power come in. That's what I'd like to see. I just want us to scare people off. Um, we sentiment indicator, like we, I notice this and I never mention anything, so I guess it doesn't really count. Um, when we got to these all-time highs, you start seeing on Twitter all these cryptos putting laser eyes saying, we're on our way to 100 grand. Now, that's a sentiment indicator saying we're way, way too um, euphoric here. And that's what you want to pay attention to sentiment. So the sentiment was too high, even though 
after this here, I thought, yep, we're looking good. This candle here, where we dropped to the low 50,000, two weeks we went up, bang, we had that big indecision candle, and then we went up again. I thought, okay, no, we're actually looking good here. And then this two weeks of sell, sell off, 50% sell off in two weeks was just, yeah, that really hurt a lot of traders um, because you kind of, you did have the technicals to go higher. It was risky, but the risk reward was there. So at the moment, um, yeah, if we break below 28.6, we are revisiting 20,000, even as low as 18,000. Um, good buying opportunity at 20,000 with your stop loss below 17. You'd be, yeah. That would be a really, really good entry point. Well, I hope this all made sense. And um, thank you again for listening. And I will let Gordon sign us off. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit BitcoinBasics.help. Disclaimer. Any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax, or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit coincompass.com for more information and please contact us.